0: report that popped up in the Banner Herald just a few days back. Just read the first line. I think Lee Shear wrote this for the Banner Herald. It says this, Athens and the rest of the state will feel an energy price shock in the next few years, and Athens may feel it more acutely than many places. On the other hand, and there is another hand here, a community energy fund could help cushion the steep climb in electricity and other energy prices likely next year and beyond. Uh, the source for that Contention is one of our guests here, uh, Andrew Saunders, Athens Clark County Sustainability Officer, Sustainability Officer in the Athens Clark County Government. Joined by Tim Eccles, frequent guest, friend of the program, host of his own show, Saturday Mornings Energy Matters here on WGAU. Georgia Public Service Commissioner Tim Eccles, gentlemen, thanks for riding out this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot, Andrew Saunders. Before we even get into this, I, something popped up on the calendar. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I see this is tomorrow a Sustainable Energy Roundtable. Put together by the folks at recycling uh, you're the sustainability officer you know much about this
1: yeah so we periodically engage with businesses and then there's also the solarize initiative that's happening right now so um what we're trying to do is just get people engaged on energy and renewable energy
0: and that'll be tomorrow at the, what, w out there on Anita Street? That's correct. It's 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, The right. First of all, the Sustainability Office in the athens Clark County government, relatively new. Uh, tell us about the office.
1: So we're an office of two. We work a lot of part-timers. <laughs> and our goal is to work broadly across the government, across the community on environmental initiatives. We've been in practice for about two and a half years, and our Primary areas of focus so far have been on land conservation and on energy efficiency and renewable energy.
0: All right, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commissioner. Again, reading from Lee Scherer's piece here. Construction estimates for completing the new reactors, the two of them at Vogel, have doubled from the original estimates, now approaching $28 billion. Energy costs likely, and this is now Lee's contention here, and he's, he's sourcing all this, likely to go up as much as 15% in two years, as much as 25% in five or six years. Let, let's start there. Do you, do you, you stipulate that? Do you agree with that premise?
2: No. No, I don't. But th- the increases for this year is due mostly to coal ash. Uh, so we, we are having an increase in rates this year. It was approved in December by our commission, primarily with you know the $7 billion or so we're going to spend on coal ash over the next 15 years. If you're a low-income low individual and you are paying at Walmart or Dollar General, the good news is that it's not going to impact you as much because we've reduced the fee there for convenience fee from $1.50 to zero. So folks that were having to pay a convenience fee paying maybe five times a month on their bill no longer have to pay it. So the, the super low income folks that are kind of going month to month or, or, or week to week or day to day uh, on their energy bill, they have gotten some relief. But all that said... I love Andrew's idea of diverting some of the franchise fees into a fund.
0: A community energy fund, as I understand it. Andrew Saunders, what are we talking about here?
1: So the city collects franchise fees for utility use in the right-of-way, and we have energy users. And those fees have been relatively steady at about $7 million over the last seven years. But with uh, some anticipated increases... First of all, what do you do with the money? So right now it just goes into the general fund, so firefighters, roads, bridges, whatever okay. you'd like to think. All right. um, as, as we see uh, energy use increase, which it has ticked up in the community some, and rates increase, what we're proposing is to allow that general fund revenue to, for all purposes to grow at 1% a year. And anything above that would be redirected into the business community and low to moderate income community for energy conservation purposes. How much
0: money might we be talking about here?
1: It depends on how fast the rates grow and what the uh, energy – how how if energy use holds steady or increases – it could be anywhere between $1 and $6 million over 10 years. All right.
0: Again, like quoting Lee Shearer's piece, and he's quoting you, yeah. uh, that, that Athens might feel, the whatever, we can disagree, we're all speculating about how much the spike in energy prices might be, but your contention is Athens might feel it, as Lee Shearer writes, more acutely than many other places. Why? So Athens, uh, through some analysis that's
1: been done across the state, has the two census groups with the highest energy burden. So we have places where our residents are paying well over 10% of their total income for energy. And that's two factors. One is we have a high poverty rate, and so people have some lower incomes. And then the second is we actually have some really inefficient buildings as well.
0: And Those two things I would think are kind of complementary in a bad way, Tim Eccles. If I'm low income. I may be living in some substandard housing that tends to be less energy efficient. It's someone who can afford more energy efficient housing. Uh, that... I suppose is a, it be, creates a cycle almost.
2: Yeah, it does, because folks that are spending this disproportionate amount of their income on energy are maybe struggling in some other areas as well. So I love the idea of being able to help people, but do it in an effective way, right? So maybe if you use this fund to help them make their house more energy efficient. Uh, so maybe this becomes some kind of community grant that gets them insulation or windows. Savannah has a similar fund that will pay for a roof or new windows or removal of lead paint. Uh, Time out. Something suddenly occurs to me here.
0: I'm not buying this house. This ain't my house. I'm renting this house. Who's on the hook for this?
2: Yeah, that's been a contention at the commission is that we don't want to have programs that enrich landlords, right? Slack landlords who don't want to do their job. Uh, And you wind up having a person get in this home and, hey, I didn't know it was going to be a $500, uh, you know, cost to, you know, to heat uh, or cool this home. So uh, there and we've had them on the show. We had Chris um, Mastos on the show the other day who talks about energy scores and making sure before you buy a house that you know what that energy score is. You need to ask for these things. A lot of folks aren't aware that the MLS listing has this slot in there. And half the time, people don't even put anything there. So it's it's important that we let folks know, hey, this is what it's going to cost to cool or heat this home.
0: I'm looking again. I'm reading the piece. And I point listeners to this. Ali uh, Sher wrote this. Uh, I think I saw it Saturday or Sunday, one day, uh, over the past few days in the Banner Herald, the online Banner Herald, uh, Online Athens, uh, would immediately support this, says District 5 Commissioner Tim Denson. Uh, Melissa Link agrees, and Mayor Kelly Gertz speculates that it could help people hang on to their homes. Now, again, that's maybe, but if you're renting, that's not so much of an issue. There does appear to be some commission support here, though.
1: Yeah, uh, last night the commission voted to put it on the consent agenda, which means it's likely to pass in the March voting session.
2: You know, Tim, the cool cool thing about what Athens does, uh, and it's a very unique community compared to the rest of the state, the fact that Athens has a lot of amenities for residents, you think bike trails, other things that other counties just simply aren't doing because they're not paying for it, they're not budgeting. So I do think that... The, the mayor and council, uh, mayor and the commissioners, very forward-thinking on a lot of things, and to me, this could, be, uh, this could be instrumental in leading other cities to use their franchise fees for an energy-related matter as opposed to just sticking it in the general fund.
0: Do we get or would anticipate, Andrew Saunders, do we anticipate any pushback from the folks who are going to be paying these fees?
1: Well, so let me explain one thing. This is not a new tax, nor is it an increase in an existing tax. This is a fee that proportionally goes up because the bill or energy use is proposed to go up. By the way,
0: the end of that food chain is me. Absolutely. As somebody who cable or electricity or whatever, I'm the one that's ultimately paying for this.
1: That's right. And these are fifty year agreements that are signed between the cities and the utility providers. So there's not a lot of flexibility and they're pretty much a template. Think uh, about it.
2: Think about it like this, Tim. All these cities in the Georgia Municipal Association, you know, we have thousands of cities in our state, they get a fee from the power company for their right-of-ways and uh, and and it's, it's essentially something they've negotiated with the utility for the utility's right to do business in their town these are towns that aren't selling electricity and most towns are not selling their own We're talking about the impact that
0: vogel will have on what we pay and ways to offset that impact uh, the impact on our energy and, bills and, and tim
2: you know why they're hiring people right now because uh, they're trying to race and beat some deadlines i suppose well, because we are we have at the commission imposed some penalties if they don't finish that thing on time mm-hmm. they're going to take a return on equity Hit uh, that will cost them millions and millions of dollars, them, not our ratepayers, uh, if they don't make it on time. And so they are, you know, desperately trying to get this thing done. And obviously, I'm cheering for them. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I I was betting that they wouldn't finish it on time, and that's why I imposed the penalties. But I am cheering for them to do it on time. I,
0: I'm guessing, and, and you're going to be on the public service commission for a while, and, and wherever you end up later, uh, for the rest of your life, anything that goes sideways in terms of what we pay for an energy bill and maybe energy shortage, whatever, anything bad that ever happens down the road, people are going to point back to Vogel. I mean, Vogel's been a whipping
2: boy for the rest of your life. Actually, Tim, I think when we're sitting here in eight years, we will not be talking about Vogel. I think we will have moved on to something else, like coal ash or like all the solar and batteries that we're going to have in our state, like how, you know, all the coal plants are now closed. Uh, I, I think there's going to be so many other things, and Vogel will be become just something in the in the past because the thing just runs, you know, 24-7, a year and a half before you ever have to refuel it. I mean, it is going to be the pride of our fleet, uh, but we've got to finish it first, and we are going to finish it. Yes, and Lee Air is right. It's going to cost us more, um, but we've already put 40% of it into rate, so... Uh, we'll have another maybe 2.5% come in in 22, another 25 in 23, and that includes the interest, and we'll be done with it. And Andrew Saunders.
1: Yeah, and I want to add, I'm, it's not always popular with some of my environmental constituents, but Vogel's actually going to end up proving to be a very important tool in decarbonizing our energy grid.
0: How could it not?
1: It, it's a huge energy producer in its base load, so it is actually current renewable energy's best friend. It yeah. is going to be what powers us through the night, while renewables power us in the day. I
2: mean, think about this: Bernie Sanders is is ahead right now. Uh, you know, in in the in the Democratic contest, he gets elected. He does an executive order. He bans fracking, let's say, in the U.S. I mean, what? I mean, you know, that's going to cause natural gas to go up. It's going to make a plant like Vogel even more valuable. So, Vogel, I think, and we're the only state building new nuclear energy. I think Vogel is going to be a tremendous asset in the future.
0: Uh, Andrew Saunders, there is a, a, a move in, within the athens Clark County government, move beyond this for just a moment here, a move in the athens Clark County government to go toward more renewables, maybe, maybe at, at the government level as a goal anyway to go entirely to renewables over some period of time within the next few years, the next several years, the uh, next few decades. Uh, can that happen? Is that, is that a worthwhile goal? Is it an achievable goal?
1: Uh, absolutely it can happen and it's actually been underway so our citizens voted to allocate almost 18 million dollars over the next decade into energy projects and they did so on the faith that last cycle they allocated a million and we've brought back over $400,000 in annual energy savings as a return on that investment. And
2: i tell you what we did as a result of uh, Mayor Gertz and and folks sitting down with us, you know, put together by by Andrew, is that we created a special commercial and industrial solar uh, buyback program that will allow cities to simply pay a couple of extra cents for their kilowatt uh, usage. And Georgia Power then builds an enormous solar array, not, you know, in their city or in their county. It could be, say, in an adjacent county. It could be down in... uh, Tolliver County or some other place where they have lots of cheap land and then whatever whatever that array performs Athens Clark would get that back on their bill and so we've created something to help them and I'm really excited about the opportunities Athens Clark has in the future.
0: Again, uh, Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission, Andrew Saunders, the Athens-Clarke County Sustainability Officer, actually wearing two hats right now. It says here you are also the interim Athens-Clarke County Social Services Director, so, C- Central
1: Services. Okay,
0: Central Services yeah. I should say. So when we when we talk about this as we are in, in terms of powering not not strictly the entire community but the government and the mm-hmm. government functions, that, that's right now. We're, we're not talking about forcing people or, or even moving people toward putting solar panels, for example, on their house. What we're discussing here is powering the functions of government.
1: Well, so the commission actually set two goals. One is for the government with a 2035 timeline, and one is for the community. It's a, probably more of an aspirational mm-hmm. goal of 2050. Um, but my belief is by 2050, the community will largely transition that way, and they'll do so based on market forces.
0: Uh, Tim Eccles and I, and I know largely where he's coming from on a lot of this stuff. I'm interested in where you are on this. Uh, he mentioned Tim Eccles by way of a, a maybe a goal or an ambition at some point down the road. Did we come in 10 years from now and we, we're talking about the fact that all the coal plants have been shut down. Is that desirable? In Absolutely. Your Absolutely.
1: So Athens was actually borderline on compliance for air quality. And as we've seen, plants shut down, and as we've seen the fleet patterns change in Metro Atlanta, our air quality has gotten significantly better, and so that is a direct impact on health and the economy of Athens.
2: I tell you something that uh, Athens Clark should consider: since the state's not going to do a tax credit for EVs in, the, in, in the electric near electric vehicles. Yeah, electric vehicles in the near future. We used to have a five thousand; it's at zero now. Athens Clark could do what. Uh, what some other cities are and 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 taking some kind of special uh, local option tax or uh, a, a, a fee that would that would be paid and give uh, maybe say a thousand dollars per electric car up to five hundred cars up to a thousand cars something like that. Ath- Athens could take well, control let me play of devil's this. devil's
0: advocate here. I, I, I'm a car dealer. I sell gas cars. I sell diesel cars. I, why do I want the local government subsidizing my competition?
2: Yeah, you, you probably don't. Uh, car dealers in general, according to Cox Automotive, hasn't they haven't been coming along uh, with getting their infrastructure, their service department ready for this? You because got, they're
0: responding to their market.
2: Yeah, they're responding to their market. But the the political leaders in this town, they need to think about you know something bigger, like having inspection stickers, you know, in in Athens and the surrounding counties, and the pain that that would be, and the pushback that well, they would get.
1: Well, you know who else responded to their market? Kodak. And then they completely missed the digital camera boom. No, but that
0: was not imposed on them by government. Well, neither is electric cars. Uh, Tim Eccles is talking about subsidizing the competition uh, of conventional car Well, I want to
1: put in a disclaimer that uh, what the policy on the table today is to set the revenue diversion in place. It actually also has a recessionary clause. So during a recession, Mm -hmm. we would not enact that policy so that we're never compelled to raise taxes on a population while simultaneously funding programs that help that population. But um, my disclaimer is any programs we implement will be done advised by a renewable energy plan and always checked against the um, gratuities clause of the Georgia Constitution. So it's difficult to put money into private hands without a defined public benefit. So whether we get into the electric vehicle incentive game or not, the reason why the dealerships are slow is because they sell parts and service. And when you get an electric vehicle, you need a little bit less parts and service.
2: But um, The dealers that are in this town have benefited. Uh, Nissan of Athens sells a lot of Nissan Leafs. Toyota will be coming with plug-in Priuses in the future. Mercedes uh, now has a number of plug-in cars. Now, Audi has them. BMW the has them. Chevy has them.
0: If, if the market is working for these dealerships, why do they need the incentive? because?
2: Because athens Clark would say, we value this because it helps us avoid being out of attainment with the EPA. Therefore, we're going to incentivize this to make sure that we uh th- that we're moving in the right direction with our air quality It's yeah, something that they have the right to do if they wanted to now back to where we started andrew saunders
0: are up against it here but quickly you did, last night the commission meets and you said put this idea this notion of a community energy fund on the consent agenda means that when they meet for the next voting session they don't have to pull it out individually unless one of the commissioners choose to mm-hmm. it would be voted as a matter of course in other words you think we're going to get here yes sir uh what's the timeline Uh,
1: Well, so it should be adopted in the first Tuesday of March.
0: And then we actually begin diverting those dollars. Again, dollars are already being collected, but earmarked for this. Another important
1: part part is so that we kept our general fund whole. This year's target revenue is zero dollars. We took what they budgeted for energy and uh, revenues and set it aside.